Hello and welcome to another of our breakthrough podcasts where we talk to leaders and people across all industry sectors about their interesting lives and careers and really what they've done in terms of breaking through in their own profession. So today I'm here with Mandy, Mandy Hennery. She's actually somebody that I met, um, have met in Dublin. I wish I'd met her earlier when I came to Dublin. She's great fun to be with. I really enjoy her company, but also she's a fantastic businesswoman. And that's something that really interests me as well. So Mandy is currently head of Unilever in Ireland, um, but she's got a really fascinating international career. And um, for many women who really, you know, I suppose aspire to kind of finding something where they found their niche, but they can also travel and do different things. I think she's a real, really kind of um, somebody inspirational around that. And so we're going to get get going. I'm just thinking also there are some certain things that have come through to me aside from, you know, having this amazing international career is Mandy's ability to deliver transformational change. And we're going to talk to that a little bit, but without more ado, I'm going to ask Mandy the first question. I'm going to let her say hello to you all and introduce herself. Um, but we're really interesting to know a bit about her career in life. So we're going to start there. But Mandy, over to you. Okay, well, hello, and thank you for your very kind words, Elaine. It's been an absolute pleasure um, meeting you as well, and I wish I, I met you years ago. Um, so as you said, I'm currently head of the Unilever, fantastic Unilever organization in Ireland. Um, I've been with Unilever about a year and a half, and I returned to Ireland about three years ago after spending about 13 years outside of Ireland, mostly with GSK Consumer Healthcare, where I worked in the United States, uh, in the UK and in Portugal in a variety of, of commercial roles, the last one um, being general manager of the Portuguese business. And prior to that, I have a background in Irish food. So I worked for Glanbia, the very well-known Irish dairy company, and also a fantastic Irish meat company called Keepak, um, which is you know where my some, some of my biggest learnings came from. So throughout my career, I've managed to um, manage my family and my work-life balance and my career and my family life, um, as well as having a pretty exciting time moving from country to country, um, having a family, um, making lots of friends, staying connected with back home, but having new experiences overseas, and just really um, doing what I absolutely love, which I think is what's driven me, really. I'm, I'm effectively doing absolutely love what I do. I have a very clear purpose. Um, both for my career and my personal life. And that's something that I, I've sort of stayed true to. And I think that's driven a lot of what I've done. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic, Mandy. I mean, it, it's so interesting, isn't it? We There are so many women in particular that we work with who would love to be able to say that they love what they do. Yeah. That's, and, it, and I suppose it makes coming to work, you know, not such a big effort for, in the first place. And also yeah. the fact that you've managed to keep all these things going, having a family, yeah. having a good family life, keeping connected to your roots, which I know is yes. important to you, yeah. whilst traveling all over the seas and having those experiences. But yeah. particularly, I'd love to pick up on, you know, your purpose, which yeah. I can see keeps coming back through your career. I can see yeah. it echoed in your career. So tell us a little bit about that, will you? Yeah, so, so my purpose, which I, I sort of 
thought a lot about and, and worked on many, many years ago um, is to inspire people to achieve things they never thought they could and have fun while they're doing it. So that's in, in the in the business world what my purpose is. And it ties to my personal purpose, which is to ensure that my family have amazing experiences that they never thought they could have. So the two kind of dovetail absolutely perfectly. Um, where I get my energy is from seeing people and inspiring and leading people to really do things they thought they never could do um, and things that maybe they were scared of doing. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, throughout my career, there has always been circumstances where, you know, people are, are can be afraid to make big decisions in business or to um, really push the boundaries. It's as applicable now as we enter into a world, you know, the world of artificial intelligence and, you know, very complex um, global environment, but it was equally applicable, you know, 15 years ago when we were entering the digital space in general. So I think the whole theme of kind of feeling the fear and getting on with it um, mm. and the fun you can have and the sense of accomplishment when you overcome challenges and, and meet your goals. Um, but the biggest um, the biggest thing I enjoy most in work is seeing people just achieve things. It really just really gives my energy. I love getting good results too, though. Um, so that's that's really, really important and good business results um, consistently. Yeah, no. And I, I think I suppose it's also that's great, isn't it? Because I know so often and we work with a lot of, you know, leaders who find it difficult that kind of confidence piece they almost yeah. need that little push Mandy don't they and, I, and yeah. I think if you know you've got somebody particularly a leader who's behind you and yeah. who is able to support you and and perhaps as you say you know give them that little push to actually extend themselves into something they perhaps thought they couldn't do and yeah. also you know I love the fact that it goes hand in hand with with achieving results because we we live in a well we live in a commercial world you work in a, with a commercial business the yes. two things have to go hand in hand but you've yeah. never for me it seems you've never lost sight of the value of, of people and good performance yes. and yeah. and how that can drive transformation and change yeah um, so, absolutely yeah is there anything you'd like to add about your career? There's something that I know we spoke just yes. about now, but which which kind of stands out to me. But tell us yeah, kind of some tell of your you. proudest moments, Mandy. Yeah, I will. So I'll, I'll take you back to uh, the Keepak world. So Keepak is a very, very large Irish-owned um, meat company. Um, when I joined the company, um, back in the 90s, um, I joined their consumer products division, which was a small division at the time. And, and most of the company's turnover was around supplying um, private label meat to supermarkets. And basically, we were a meat company, but we had a small fledgling branded business brand called Big, Al Big Al's in Ireland. Um, company was extremely innovative and transformative. And I think I met and worked with some extremely smart, clever, business savvy people who I've stayed connected to to, the, to this day and who I really admire in business. Um, but it was a small team. Um, and we worked on this fascinating project, which eventually has become the brand you see on the shelves called Rustlers now, which is a microwavable hot snack. But it started life as a concept, which was um, we can make wonderful beef burgers, we can cook them, um, we can freeze them, 
and chill them and you'll be able to microwave wave them and have a, a kind of a McDonald's-like experience at home. So this was a very new idea because normally if you're cooking burgers, you have to fry them or grill them or whatever. But this was microwavable, microwavable burgers and snacks. Mm. But we started as an idea um, and we took it as a company from, you know, a basic idea in a box to something which has now become a, a really an iconic brand in the UK and Ireland and beyond that for snacking. It's synonymous with, you know, yummy food that you have when you want to reach for a snack. Um, but while we were working as a team on this project, I mean, the things that really drove me and that was, you know, it was it was classic. We're a team. Um, that work together and collaborate on everything because we were a small team and we all had to do everything. We had massive belief in the fact that this this was a winner. The consumer would react to this, even though it was new and they didn't know they wanted it. People didn't know they would want this type of product. Um, but we basically worked and scaled that business up from being really small up to the multi-million pound business it is now um, and I grew there as a leader as well in that company and was given the space to do that which I think again as a young emerging leader is so important and I really try to do that for the more junior people that I lead now is give people space let them make mistakes let them go off and do things that maybe you know maybe break the rules sometimes and I was given the space to do that at that period I was given the space to build the right team I was given the permission to make mistakes um and really it's an experience that shaped my career I would say um and to see the the just the enjoyment to see the transformation of that business during the time I worked there before I left and went to the United States and to see um, people in that business who've now flourished into really senior leadership roles in the business gives me, uh, it's just great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a, probably one of my absolute highlights um, of my career. And I have such fond memories of that team. Still very yeah. much in touch with them. Oh, that, it really shows, actually, Mandy. I can see the enjoyment in your face. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and, and the fact that you were given, I mean, crikey, that's such an amazing thing to be given, as you say, the space, the opportunity yeah. to make mistakes. And yeah. I love, you know, you know, also break the rules a little bit. I think that's, for me, that's fascinating because actually if we want to do things that are going to be more creative and more entrepreneurial and innovative, we have to think a little bit more like that, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. You know, we have to break the boundaries. Sometimes we have to be bold yeah. um, and, and within reason. I mean, there are always guidelines and barriers, but um, being innovative, pioneering, um, that kind of spirit can come to life in many different ways. Um, you know, and I think even, you know, I think of, of, of breaking the rules or pushing boundaries now. And I see so many areas that we probably need to be doing that in the mm -hmm. business world and really pushing forward and changing um, because the world we're in now and the environment we're in is so it's so complex um, mm -hmm. that we really need to to kind of understand and, and, and just find ways to to be innovative and break through. Yes. Yeah. Well, that leads me on actually quite nicely to to my next question and be feel free to actually mention any of the other um, you know, examples you've got or experiences yeah, sure. you've had. Um, but tell us a bit about your industry, Mandy, and, and how it's changed and continues to change. You're talking about change. Um, you know, what's going on in your specific industry and your industry sector at the moment? 
Yeah, well, fast-moving consumer goods is, is the industry sector I work in. It's probably one of the most volatile times we've, we've ever had in our industry, to be honest. I mean, we're coming out of a global pandemic, which, um, you know, none of us expected and has had such an impact on consumers' habits, shoppers' habits. We were we were heading pre-pandemic into, into a world of, of more online shopping. Pandemic accelerated that. We're coming back out of that now. But the extent to which people's habits changed um, and how some of those changes have stuck and some of them haven't is really interesting. So if you look at food consumption, for example, so so uh, Unilever has some of you know the strongest food brands in the world like Hellman's and Knorr and brands like that but if you think of pre-pandemic people were working enough in an office five days a week eating mm. their lunch out or potentially bringing something to work now they're working from home a couple of days a week quite regularly completely changes the type of foods you eat at home so you can imagine how a company like Unilever and many of, of, of other food manufacturers have had to change and adapt to that um, mm. and, and it's ever harder to predict and, and then in the world of personal care that I work in the impact the pandemic would have had on personal habits not necessarily washing your hair and showering as much when you're not going out as much um, and suddenly you start all going out again so you're you're kind of back and it, there's big swings you go huge van for hand sanitizers and hand washes and then suddenly less demand so there's been a period of, of fluctuating demand and then we went pretty much straight into the ukraine war situation and um, that tragic situation which you know has had a, a very big impact on commodity price increases globally and um, which you know has had a knock-on effect of inflation is, is is the name of the game at the moment um, and then we go into the world of the, the future and we look to the future and artificial intelligence and how that is going to impact the world we live in. Um, who knows? We're, we're all grappling with that um, mm. and, and staying really close to it and, and, you know, acting as responsibly as we can towards what is extremely a very big um, change um, in the digital space. And I think the other big area I would touch on, which is, is core to Unilever's heart, which is sustainability. Our, our whole purpose as an organization is to make sustainable living commonplace and sustainability in its broadest sense um, and in, in terms of creating a sustainable planet for us all to live in. I think sometimes we think of sustainability. We think about things like recycling and, and, and waste, which is all very much part of it, but it's all about a planet that our grandkids will be able to live in, in whenever we have grandkids, hopefully not too soon, um, in, in my case. Um, but, you know, that's 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 completely evolved Unilever's way of looking at stuff and many, many other, other companies. So it's a very exciting time, though, I think, mm -hmm. to be, to be in, in fast-moving consumer goods. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, the, the breadth of, of portfolio that, that I get the privilege to lead every day and um, makes it all very exciting to be honest but yeah lots of change um lots of change and volatility yeah yeah i hadn't actually thought about that aspect mandy until you mentioned it you know different eating habits yeah personal care habits from the yeah. pandemic yeah and people working from home yes i suppose it must be a bit like a roller coaster so not it's not just fast moving consumer goods it's kind of like super fast moving consumer goods really 
Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's yeah. very interesting because some habits have stuck and others haven't. So people are straight back to using deodorant again and, you know, washing and all of that. But some of the eating habits have have shifted kind of more permanently. It's got it's definitely shift to kind of more snacking regularly during the day because people were used to that when they were working from home. Um, right. So it's it's fascinating. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, sound, that sounds like a whole other conversation around, yeah. <laughs> around that, those insights. I'd love to do that sometime. But um, yeah, so we've talked about that kind of breakthrough that you had with the, with that, with, mm. a, with the kind of rustlers and the meat company, which is fascinating. What about um, anything else that you feel has enabled you to work and, and kind of navigate your way I suppose in through your multinational career if you think about it from that perspective is yeah. there something that enabled you whether it's yeah. you know the way you think about things whether it's you know as a, a digitization that supported some of this you know what is it Mandy do you think if you were to name something yeah it's a, it's a couple of things I think Elaine I think one of them is um I've been comfortable throughout my career to pause and take steps out when I, when I needed and to get me to where I wanted to go. Mm. I think a lot of people and a lot of the younger people I talked to, even in our organization, they, they really want to have a vertical career. So it's how do I get to the next level? How do I get to the next level? There were moments in my career where I said, you know what, I'm not sure where I want to go next. And one of those moments was when I left Keepak actually and moved to the United States for my husband's career, actually, with, with mm -hmm. GSK also, and had a baby at the time. And we'd moved to America. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to not work outside the home for a couple of years. I'm going to take a few years. Um, we had a second child and I'm going to settle us in here. And I was comfortable doing that. There was a little bit of me that was nervous well, I said, you know what, it's OK that, you know, I was, you know, a commercial lead in the company. I don't need to be trying immediately to get to the next level. Um, so I was comfortable taking a few years out. And I was also very pointed when I went back into work that I would not take on too much and try desperately to get back to the level I was at because I realized you can be a leader no matter what level you're at in an organization and you can prove your worth and you can prove how the impact you can bring to a business at any level so I was choiceful in the level I went back in was a level that was going to enable me to make an impact and excel and you know, I think I've done that a couple of times. Um, I did it when we came home from Portugal and I took um, a role in a startup for a period of time to do something completely different. I realized having worked there, it was an amazing experience, but I really missed fast moving consumer goods and, and I've ended up back in the wonderful world of Unilever. But I was comfortable doing that. I kind of went, okay, I've been the general manager of GSK. My next role does not have to be the general manager of another big company. I can go and work in a startup and do something different and learn. And I think being comfortable with not having a vertical career will help you do a couple of things it will help you have a longer career we're mm. all going to be working longer than our parents were 
I keep saying this to to younger people in the organization. You're going to be working longer, guys. We all are. Now, I'm the sort of person who probably wants to be working longer. But regardless, you know, we won't be retiring young and then the next generation certainly won't. So if you want a long career, you have to accept that there are times when you might want to take you might want to take a break. You might want to take a back seat. You take a very sideways move. But that's OK. Be comfortable doing that. And know that when you come back, you will make an impact or you can make an impact regardless of what your title is or what level it is. Um, and I think that's helped me sustain a four country career or five countries or whatever it is at this stage um, and get to a position where I've always been comfortable because I've mm. always been able to make an impact. Um, so I would say, yeah, um, the age of diversity. I mean, it's it's it's. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's I think, you know, certainly working with a lot of women that I do, that's such an interesting um, kind of insight, Mandy. And I love the way that you had the com you had the confidence and, the, and the, I suppose felt that you could take that time away. But also that message around you shouldn't, you know, don't try and come back in, you know, too high up the organization. Yeah. In fact, if, as you say, if you want to make an impact, probably better to go in more vertically and the fact that that vertical career is is actually really you know can be rewarding but also is probably more sustainable in the long run absolutely and there were times Elaine when I was scared without a doubt and I remember saying to my one of my oldest friends from college saying to her um you know what am I going to do next and she's going you're going to be fine um, and it was very reassuring to have that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think that myself. I think it was when when I was in America and I'd, I'd had you and my my second child and she was over to visit. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm starting to get when you'll be fine. So you have to have that bit of belief. But it doesn't mean I wasn't, you know, doubting myself at times. It wouldn't be human mm -hmm. if I didn't. But ultimately... I was absolutely fine with going back in at what what would have been a lesser title, um, albeit in a different country. And, you know, working in the United States was amazing experience. And we have to be comfortable, comfortable doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And did you go back into GSK at that stage? Yes, man? I went back yeah. into GSK at that stage in the United States, States, which was, you know, amazing. You're working in, you know, in the biggest markets in the world. Um, mm. dealing with, you know, some of the biggest customers in the world, the, the Walmarts and Targets and Costco's of this world. And um, yeah, I, I loved every second of it. I went back in initially to GSK as a consultant, as a contractor, working four days a week. Right. Um, and by the end of week one, I was working five days a week. And after two months, I was back permanent. Um, yeah, I just absolutely loved being back in the workplace. Um, and that time I worked on iconic American brand called Tom's, which is a, it's like Rennie is, the, is probably an equivalent oh, yes. in this part of the world, but an antacid. So it was yes. all about digestive health and gut health. And it was, it's a brand that's been in the States for over a hundred years. And I was leading marketing on that. And it was, it was, it was so much fun. Um, and it was the time when social media was coming alive. And we suddenly had to rush in and we, we, you know, we had to be on Facebook and we had to be on Twitter and we had to have viral videos. And but, you know, it was learning. It was um, a fantastic learning experience. It was very, very interesting time um, when, in the marketing space when we went from being, you know, very much communication being quite 
I guess, linear almost to suddenly communication has become omni-channel, what we say in the marketing world now, um, mm. which was a very interesting space to be in back that those times, probably about 15 years ago. Um, fascinating. And at that time, you know, we knew we had to dabble in social media and that it was important. Um, and online video was important. And now, you know, we have many people who never watch television. Um, they get all of their, you know, marketing messages from elsewhere. So that was a very interesting time in the world of communications in particular. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Well, thank you for bringing that in, because I think that's yeah. such a, you know, as, from a kind of a marketing and a consumer side of things, that must have been just a real game changer suddenly to think about, you know, to having to, as you say, think much more broadly about where are people going to, you know, pick up things? What are they looking yeah. for? And this, and this whole idea that, you know, we we take, we really listen to our own networks. We want to know what they think about products yeah. you know, rather than just the marketing messages. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, really interesting. I, so what, I've got another question around, I suppose on behaviors, beliefs or habits that you think has most improved your life and work or kind of a realization um, or a different approach? It's kind of quite, that's a long-winded question, Mandy. So I suppose <laughs> really thinking, yeah, is there something that changed the way you did things, changed the way you thought about things that you could kind of refer to? Um, I think there's probably a couple of things. I think one of the things I probably learned in my leadership journey early on is the importance of authenticity and how you cannot be somebody you're not. And I remember doing a, a very good leadership development program in the United States it was particularly was, was geared towards females. And, you know, there at times you can feel like, you know, we all have a bit of imposter syndrome sometimes. But the big learning for me was I am who I am. Um, yes, I can adapt my style to different situations and to different people. But automatically, if you if you are trying to be something you're not, you you won't be authentic and you won't be successful. And you won't bring people along with you. Yeah. Um, I think that for me was a bit of a, a breakthrough in my sort of early to mid career when it was like you are who you are you work with what you have you mm. hone the the who you are you don't try and ever change because you can't um and if you look at you know any you know leaders that we look up to they're all quite different and that's okay and that's good um mm. and i think sometimes women in particular, I think, believe they have to behave and be a certain way to be successful. That's not true. You just need to be your best self. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, from a behaviors perspective, um, that was one for me. And I think the other area, another area I'm really passionate about and, and working on Unilever is um, diversity quality, equity, diversity. Um, so important and even more important now than ever. I mean, in Ireland, we look at the Ireland, the Ireland I came back to is totally different to the Ireland I left. Um, one in five people in Ireland are now born outside of Ireland. It's probably higher in Dublin. We look differently, we behave differently, we sound differently. It's new, it's different. We need to embrace it. It's fabulous. Um, and the value diversity brings I think, again, is something 
that I've learned over the years that I've worked particularly in the United States on some really diverse teams and the power of diversity and the value of different thinking um, can really help move an organization along. I think that's something I'm really, you know, I think is another thing I'm quite passionate about that I've learned mm -hmm. over the over the years. I can see that in your face, definitely. And, and how that, you know, your face comes alive when you talk about that, Mandy. And it's so nice mm -hmm. to hear a real experience of people that, you know, like you, who have can see the business benefit. Yeah. You've been with diverse teams because we're so often, you know, uh, diversity and inclusion is, is, you know, something we need to be doing. But actually, as you say, it's so fascinating to work with people that have got different ways of thinking about things. Yeah. Um, and it's such a and it's so exciting to work with diverse teams. Um, yeah let alone the kind of benefit it brings, you know, brings us all. So I think that's a really, yeah, really nice viewpoint. I mean, there are many, many facts and statistics that we can quote to tell us <laughs> that diversity, you know, I think it's something like you increase gender diversity for 1%, your business results will go up 3% is one quote I yes. heard this week. Yes. Um, but I've seen it in terms of, you know, the, the enjoyability of working on a team when you have people coming from lots of different perspectives um, as uh, and the results. So, yeah, it's something that's, I think the world, we're just much more global now than we used to be. And mm -hmm. we work on virtual teams. I mean, I talk to people many different countries all the time, even though my role is Ireland based. I still, I'm, I'm talking with colleagues all over the um, world. I get such energy from that. So, yeah, I think the world becoming more global is, is really interesting and it does impact how we need to lead, I think, mm. um, as well. Mm -hmm. OK, wonderful. So thinking of that, thinking of the way the world is changing and the challenges we have and the diversity that we have now, if you look forward, Mandy, what do you think is the next challenge that you're going to tackle? Oh, personally or professionally? Gosh, wow. Which um, <laughs> is the most interesting? <laughs> I could give you, I could give you a simple answer and say, where, what country would I like to live in next? But that's mm. that's probably too too glib an answer. Um, I think the challenge, the probably the biggest challenge I'm going to face is how I want to pace my career for the rest of my career. I think mm. that's going to be quite interesting. I love work and get a lot of energy from work um, and yeah. don't plan on retiring early for many mm. reasons, one of which I think I'd, you know, I'd, I'd probably go a bit crazy. Um, so I think, you know, I'm going to think about how I pace it, my career mm. and, and draw back on some of the experiences I've had in the past um, and really be choiceful about, what roles I take on next and et cetera, et cetera. I think that's for me personally is going to be um, interesting. I think from a professional perspective, I think leading in continuing to lead successfully in such a volatile environment and in a world in Ireland where um, we have virtually zero unemployment. So it can be quite difficult to retrain and attract talent. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be quite challenging. Um, mm -hmm. And the expectations of um, 
people now starting out in their careers are quite different when we started out in our careers. So making sure that organizations are our organization and every organization is better prepared for new generation of workforce, I think is going to be an interesting one as well. Mm. Um, And I've touched on artificial intelligence, which I think is fascinating and a little bit scary um, to see. Yeah, yeah. You're echoing what was uh, what we talked about with uh, guest AI for good the other day, echoing the concerns around it's, you know, it's great, but we've got to be careful with it and yeah. be very mindful of its capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and there's a phrase which I won't remember properly now, but it's something like um, AI will not make humans redundant, but humans without AI experience will be redundant or something like that. It's that it's, it's, it's certainly not going to get rid of the need for humans or anything like that, but we mm. know how we need to know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll all need to be leaning in on that over the next few years, I suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Totally. Okay, Mandy, well, you've given us a really good overview, insight, fascinating insight into you, into your career, what you've, you know, and I love that idea of, you know, pacing, you know, the Mm. fact is that we've got a much longer, broader career than we ever thought possible when we first started out on this journey. You know, retiring really is something that we've pushed right out. And I think for those of us that love work, it's something that we, you know, we don't even, we don't even necessarily think of. Um, and some of the great academics are, are talking about, you know, working into their 90s. It's it's fascinating, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the president of America. I mean, yeah, he's what, 83? <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. Yes, quite amazing, really. Yeah. Um, but you're on Twitter, Mandy. I know that. Are there any other yes. places and spaces that people can find you if they're interested in following you and seeing what you're up to? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um and LinkedIn and Twitter, and that's that's and Facebook to an extent, but mm. um, yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, mm. LinkedIn has been a wonderful way of staying connected with people across across the globe. I mean, that's what's fantastic about all my former colleagues in the US and the UK and Northern Europe and various countries. Um, I find I find it really really good. Um, I'm also um, setting up actually a lead network in Ireland. Nice. Um, if you know what lead is, it's leading executives for diversity. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. so I'm I'm setting that up, and you'll probably be hearing more from me about that in the coming months. Um, right. So yeah, um, that would be that's something I'm quite passionate about: mm-hmm. gender diversity, gender this specifically around gender diversity in Ireland in business, mm-hmm. um, which is something I'm I'm very passionate about as well. So yeah. Okay, so lead. Well, that's a great initiative, and I'll yeah. be looking for that, Mandy. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be talking yeah. to you about that, no doubt. Okay, okay, fantastic. Are there any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners today? I would say find if you can find what you love doing, um, even when you have bad days, and we all have them, you'll mm. still be okay and be able to get up in the morning. <laughs> find what you love doing and think about what your purpose is what gets you up in the morning um I wish I had thought about that 
earlier in my career at the very beginning but hey when you're in your 20s and someone says what's your purpose you kind of go oh look to have a good time or whatever but um if if it is worth really thinking about what drives you um in your career because it mightn't be what you think it is um Mm. and it could change too which i think is okay Mm. um i think that would be that would be for me Mm. a couple of big things Fantastic. I mean, I'm just going to round up because there's so many interesting aspects to what you've said. And I really want to thank you for that, Mandy. I mean, you know, this this understanding your purpose and and you're right. You know, when you're younger, it's goodness me. Yeah. What do you mean? You know, how can how am I meant to have a purpose? But I do think, as you say, knowing what drives you, I've so often seen people chasing something only to realize when they get there that actually they've chased the wrong thing. Yeah. And, and, and looking back on my career, I wish I'd been more deliberate about it and, and actually yeah. spent that time, as you say, I think for me also spent that time really knowing, knowing where I where I get the most reward and feel, you know, as though there is a sense of doing something that makes me feel good and is good for the people around me as well. Um, love that idea of taking the, your foot off the accelerator and having a pause um, just to have a think. Also thinking about the career as a long, much, you know, a long period of a journey, really, rather than a, you know, a quick going to a destination. But we're on it for a long time and it is it is much more of a career journey. Um, Your interest and love of supporting people to do things that they might not have thought they're capable of doing. And I have to say, as somebody who's been out with you, I know that you're a great fun. You are consistently authentic. (laughs) <laughs> and I think probably that's what, you know, makes people want to work with you. People like to work with people they like. And of course, we know that people leave leaders. They don't need leave jobs necessarily. And so I think those are really, you know, some amazing qualities. So, Mandy, thank you for sharing all of those with us. No problem. And I've got one final question. Absolutely. And we ask everybody this. And if you were to be put on a desert island, we're taking you to a desert island, actually, one that you haven't visited before. And you can take one thing with you, but it can't be a mobile phone and it can't be a loved one. So <laughs> what would it be? What would be your little bit of spoil? Oh, does it have to be only one thing? It would have to be a Nespresso machine, Elaine, because I cannot function without coffee. Perfect choice. Even on a desert island, it comes above a bottle of champagne even. (laughs) And I like those as well. I'd like that to be provided on the island as well. And I'm going immediately to being sensible and saying I should have said sunscreen. Oh, oh. I don't think anybody's said that yet, so don't worry. <laughs> I think it's instant gratification. So we're going to give you beverages, which could include yes. coffee and uh, and maybe the odd bottle of champagne thrown in, Mandy. That Just would be luck. nice. I'm quite happy to go without the loved ones and the mobile phone for a little while too, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. Have a little bit of a break. Well... Thank you for sharing with us today. I know we're going to revisit with you at another time. I know there'll be more to yeah. your story and we'd love to, to kind of catch you again. But Mandy, Hennaby, thank you for today. Really enjoyed talking to you and um, go well and we will see you soon. Thank you, Elaine. Pleasure. Take care. Thank you.
Alrighty, thank you.